what is happening, everybody? This is Chuck Livingston, uh, your favorite uh, Hogcast co-host. Joined, as always, by your second and third favorite Hogcast co-host, Logan Livingston. What's up? We need to vote on this, because I don't think that's true. No, we voted, and I recounted it, and it was all true. So <laughs> one, we held one, it vote Charlie. one vote, Charlie. One vote, Charlie. And, th- and it's, the only vote, it's the only vote that they took, so I got 100% of the vote. Uh, joined by our second, everybody's, America's second favorite Hogcast um co-host logan sorry you're frozen out colby yarbro what's up everyone uh well uh i feel really good what's up with you colby yeah i'm feeling really good after the win i was a little nervous i was uh, especially going in if we we're going in missouri needing six wins and uh, with the uh, you know the sec championship uh, on the line for them or east uh, division and so i'm feeling a lot better and just seven wins is going to be icing on the cake for me well wait, wait did arkansas win yesterday oh god yes <laughs> Wait, what happened? Tell and, me what and, was the score. Burn Lundquist is in the house. <laughs> I just shot Mellow Yellow all over my office. Oh my! Another Bo Wallace turnover. That's six on the day. Yeah, uh, I still guys. I got to be honest. I I didn't see it like that. I thought we could beat Ole Miss, uh, even though I had a bad feeling about it, and continue to have a bad feeling about Missouri this week. Um, but uh, thirty to nothing. That that's just leaving no doubt. Um, well, is there anything worse in the world than Ole Miss's red zone offense? Can you think of anything? Um, Jim Cheney's play calling, maybe. Here's here's the only reasonable scenario. We need to send Jim to work for Ole Miss, and um, <laughs> and and then maybe it'll cancel each other out. Maybe it'll be like a double negative, mm-hmm. and then they can start making some hay. Uh, that was a dominant defensive performance. Offensively, I thought we did enough. Um, you know, it, it, this, it, it, we're no world beaters, but we're not really world beaters on offense anyway. Um, you know, I haven't said that. We put two backs, went over 80 yards. Alex Collins and Jonathan Williams both rushed for 86 yards apiece, which is nice. Uh, but defensively, I, you know, I just I have not seen a unit this uh, charged up uh, on that side of the ball for Arkansas, uh, maybe ever. Uh, Any, which is anytime you shut out two SEC teams in a row, you're doing something right. Um, two ranked SEC West teams as well. Yeah. So, well, if you're in the SEC West, you're pretty much ranked. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're, we're, we're the one exception. And at, we at, almost, 26. at 26. At yeah. 26. Yeah. We, we, we are the worst SEC West team in the country in the eyes of the uh, – was it the AP? Yeah, and being the worst team in the SEC, Vegas has us as the only two-point underdog to FSU if we played on a neutral site right now. Oh, Florida State, the Florida defending State. national champions. Yep, two-point underdog oh. if we played on a neutral site today. Oh, interesting, interesting. I like uh, I take the hogs covering that spread. Well, I, I don't know that we'll get our shot at Florida State this year. Uh, maybe <laughs> next year, I'm not sure. But um, anyway, sorry, so let's talk about it. Colby, what did you take away – from yesterday's victory over the University of Mississippi, Rebels. you know what? You know some things I noticed is this, who was making the big plays were the seniors. You had Tevin Mitchell get that interception when uh, Ole Miss was driving. Then you had Trey Flowers with a big sack, and then you had Spate forcing the fumble. And then um, Rohan Gaines, he's not a senior, but he's had a bunch of up and down moments, and he had the hundred yard or hundred yard uh, uh, pick six. And I mean, it was just a big day for some players went through a lot of stuff, three different coaches in four years, and it's a good way to send them out. And um, I loved how they honored uh, Garrett Eggman. He would have been a senior this year and um, honored his, had his family there at, for senior day. And it was just a just an awesome day all the way around. It really was. I agree 100%. You know, and this, this is a group that has seen a lot of turmoil, uh, turmoil that you you don't really see a lot. And uh, I actually uh, wrote a column today my, in my coverage of the, of the game, uh, sort of, talking about that point you know these are going to guys that were recruited by you know three coaches ago or two coaches ago at least you have the john l smith disaster you have a year under brett where things don't go 
well at all, or even I mean, even bad would have been an up would be a, would have been better. And then you have this year that was shaping up to be, you know, I, I would I don't know that anybody would have blamed the seniors had they thrown in the towel after the just the excruciating losses to Mississippi State and you know and Alabama, Alabama and A and I mean, just you name them, they were all excruciating. They're all excruciating in some way, but some of them just were just like, oh my gosh, you know. But they did the opposite. They actually learned some lessons. They learned how to win, which I still don't know what that means, really. I hear it all the time, but I guess they learned how to win. And uh, now they're just they're taking SEC West opponents to the woodshop. Uh, last two weeks, obviously, uh, I mean, I've, I've got some, you know, my math skills aren't great, but that's a 47 to nothing scoring margin over uh, the number 17 and the number 8, some polls number 10 team in the country. Um, yesterday in a driving rainstorm, they just absolutely dominate Ole Miss from the word go. Um, it's pretty incredible. Ole Miss's offense was a little shaky uh, coming into the game. We knew that, but a shutout, I never saw that coming. Um, I was just happy with everything. I mean, Austin Allen looked good. Offensive line did enough to get guys, you know, some holes. Running backs did their job. Uh, we had one turnover, but that, you know, that's just one of those things that happens uh, on a rainy day. Logan, what'd you take away from the Ole Miss victory? Ah, uh, man, just Burt's building something special, man. I know um, we talked about it throughout the year, how much we've improved. Uh, we didn't have any wins to show for it while we were talking about those before, but now these wins are coming. And, I mean, it's a credit to the coaching staff keeping these guys on on point, you know. Like you talked about earlier, it's hard to stay focused after you lose excruciating game, you know, with these close losses. But right. they came out there, and they're playing hard, and they're playing the best football they've played all year. Um, and I think that happened last year, too. Later in the season, we were playing our best football. Um, and that's that's a credit that's coaching you know you want your team to be playing better at the end of the season than they are at the beginning that's just you know basic football um, and yeah I mean everything looked good defense is incredible um, we can't pay Rob Smith enough I mean I don't know who Rob Smith is who is that you keep saying that name uh, <laughs> uh, yeah no, no let's talk about the now, offense though. now a year ago everybody when he was hired was like who is this Rob Smith guy and it was a lot of questions about Bielema who he was hiring but you know the guy knows what he's doing yeah there's no I'm questions now question I'm not questioning any more hires. I mean, if he hires Chuck Livingston, I'm not going to question it. Yeah, I am. I've seen what he's got. <laughs> nothing good there. Well, Lowe was just mad about the multiple beatdowns I've dealt to him in NFL Blitz over the years. Uh, we go pretty even. With my dominating offense and defense. I even, I even bit best him on special teams for the most part. That's all. That's just some sour grapes. Don't mind that, <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, I mean, something special is right. I mean, you're in a situation now where just three weeks ago, and uh, I, I count myself in it, you know, I – I was skeptical about the Bielema hire uh, on the first on the when it occurred in December of 2012. I was, you know, how are we going to out LSU, LSU? How are we going to out Alabama, out Alabama? Uh, you know, the recruiting's going to be good. It's already shaping up to be solid. But how are you going to be able to go to war against guys who recruit in the top five? And you know, a, a guy like Nick Saban uh, and Ole Miss and LSU are uh, LSU. They're having a typical, you know, sort of a strange down here. But this is Ole Miss during one of its finest seasons in. Since Archie Manning played for the Rebels, okay? And we took them to the uh, woodshed. Right. And again, you know, granted, they've had a few injuries. They lost to Quan Treadwell. But, you know, on the on the flip side of that, you know, they still had Bo Wallace. They still had, you know, their array of backs. They still had a great defense. Uh, they had just come off a bye week in a game against Presbyterian, you know, so they were certainly ready. They were still in the mix, very much in the mix. It wasn't even that far-fetched that they could win the West with just a little, just an ounce of help. But they had to win yesterday. And I felt like they didn't show up. I felt like Arkansas showed up. And um, when you got a team that doesn't show up and you got a team that does show up, usually that ends in a, a tragedy for the team that doesn't show up. And uh, that's exactly what happened. 
Um, you know, got a lot of respect for Hugh Freeze and what he's done there, but the, you know, they, they've had some bad luck as well. The Auburn loss was a bad, you know, was a bad luck loss. LSU was a bad luck loss, but, uh, yesterday there's not, you know, for Arkansas, there were a lot of games this year where we were like, man, if this one play had gone differently, you know, we, we got seven wins, we got eight wins. If, if we cover anybody in A&M against from A&M in the fourth quarter or overtime, you know, we're breaking it down like that. There was not three plays yesterday that you could change. And you're like, oh, okay, well, Ole Miss is back in it now. I mean, it was just, it was all Arkansas all the time, and um, you know, it reminded me. It just, it just brought back some good, good feelings, and it gives me a good feeling about where we're heading. Yeah, I mean, think about it right now, Chuck. If you would have said at the beginning of the year that we'd have been a few plays away from being nine and two near the end of the season, what would you have said? Yes, please <laughs> take it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the the progress if you is me six and five. I would have <laughs> taken it. Immediately, I would, I would have taken six and six. I would said, yes, give me that. Let's do it. Let's get ready for this bowl trip. I mean, if you look at it, we're so close. We had we, we were close to beating Bama, State, and A&M. I mean, even if you get two of those, I mean, that's way higher than the expectations were at the beginning of the year. I mean, people were thinking that we legitimately could lose to NIU or Texas Tech early on. Um, I never thought that, but, you know. I mean, some people did, though. I mean, it, yes, people, were saying, exactly. people were saying that we might only win three games again, and obviously we've we've shut those haters up, and, I mean, the, the progress – for Bert is amazing. If if he progresses this much next year, it's going to be a special year. I mean, considering how much the SEC is losing next year as well. Logan doing his best Taylor Swift impersonation on the uh, shaking the haters off. <laughs> shake the there. haters <laughs> off, baby. Shake, shake. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about the the job that that Coach Bealum has done in just a short period of time. Like I said, got here in December of twelve. Wasn't really able to even put together a full recruiting class that year. He recruited last year. The Rob Smith hire was, uh, I mean, who is that? I don't know who that is. I keep hearing that name. But uh, the defensive coordinator change, that was huge. Uh, and, again, this is – we were in the group text earlier uh, as I was getting into town after waiting in traffic in Brinkley for an hour coming back from Fayetteville, which is ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> Never go to Brinkley ever for any reason. Um, we uh, – I mean, it's not – I mean, it's just – it's incredible. Like this team was was t- terrible last year. They were awful. Like they, you could argue they could have beat Mississippi State or LSU, but for all intents and purposes, they didn't deserve to win. We lost to Rutgers. You know, lost to Rutgers on the road with AJ Turby, our tight AJ end. AJ Turby at quarterback. I mean, it's amazing how quickly things turn around. Uh, the thing we were talking about in the group text, though, I got sidetracked. Uh, I wonder if anybody has ever played every conference game against a ranked opponent before, because it's going to happen on Friday, and we'll break Missouri down later. But uh. You got to think, Arkansas hasn't had any cupcakes this year, with the exception of Nickel State, who was a paid cupcake. You know, they knew what they were doing. Northern Illinois is not a bad team. Texas Tech's not a great team, but they're not a bad team. UAB has won five or six games this year. I mean, they're, even the non conference games have been tests, and uh, Arkansas has passed them all. And, you know, uh, and it's almost like, you know, I kind of count my, I, you have to lump me in with this. You know, it's. When, when, when Arkansas beat Texas Tech on the road and, you know, did it convincingly, it was like, well, you know, be, you know, beat somebody, you know, worthwhile. You know, w- when you beat New Nickel State, I said, all right, beat somebody worthwhile. Then you beat Texas Tech. I'm like, all right, well, you know, win a conference game. Well, now they've won two conference games and they shut them out. And and now Arkansas is looking like they're going to win seven or eight games this year, and, including a bowl game. I, it's amazing uh, just how how it feels when the ball starts bouncing your way. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time coming. Um, so you guys want to talk about maybe some key players we saw in the game. Uh, Chuck, who did you see that was kind of impressive for you in the game Saturday? Uh, you know, Colts touched on it. That Rohan Gaines play um, was – I tweeted this during the game. I didn't tweet it from the Hogcast account. I tweeted it from my work account. But uh, the play, Scott, 
Barnhill loud is what I called it. When, when Gaines when that when Gaines came up with that pick and was about thirty five yards out of the end zone, like the place hit, a no, like the, the 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 press box literally started shaking. And apparently, what happened is when the people above the press box and those metal bleachers start stomping their feet and clapping, it reverberates down to the press box. I've never had that sensation before, uh, but. That was going on. The crowd, sixty what, sixty five thousand? Yeah, I think it was like sixty five, something in there, something like that. Which was probably a little generous considering the rain, but whatever. They they went to another level. They saw the wedge being formed in front of Gaines, and uh, and he did he did some good thing. He ran out of gas about the fifteen uh, and almost got tackled. But uh, that was I don't think I'll ever. There there are a lot of Razorback moments I, I can I always remember when I people ask me why I'm a Razorback fan, why I'm a Hog fan. Uh, I think, and again, this was sort of a random game, and it's a, it's just the kind of the tip of the iceberg. But I think I'll always remember that, just because the reaction and like the the play and like the, the thing that killed me that was Bo's second interception of that same spot. Like that was like Tevin got him in, in the the first half on the same one. Like he thought the guy was wide open, and Tevin Mitchell just comes through and picks it off. So then Rohan Gaines deeks him into it, and he parks it. Like he actually scores with it. Like that was. You know, and, and Bo Wallace. Bo Wallace stood out to me, but in a bad way, like in a sad way. Um, I, that's just, I mean, he, he's like the opposite. He's like the bizarro Matt Jones. Like, he, <laughs> he I, I don't know how you Ole Miss fans do it. It's a, it was a, I was nervous and I wasn't even going for his team. Like, I was watching him, like, man, Bo's making awful decisions. Like, he's, he did that, he literally threw that pick the same place twice. Like, it was the, the same, same exact pass. Same Go exact watch thing. the film. It was right on the goal line. Each guy knew it. To, I mean, and it was probably the easiest pick either one of those guys it was ever the, had. It was actually a play that is the same play they beat Alabama with. Um, um, with it was a, they had the uh, back come out like it was going to be a screen, like a fake screen, and then they had the wide receiver go to the you know corner. And it was the same play they showed it last night on that SEC uh, network. So I didn't so catch that personally. I had to you know watch somebody oh, else break it down. It. But that, that, that's good insight. Cause I didn't know. <laughs> but but probably yeah. what you're telling me is that play was on film. Yeah. And Ole Miss had to know that play was on film, yet they you kept calling it. Yeah. You better believe our secondary knew it was on film. I think actually, I think Rohan Gaines actually said that he had seen that play before. Because I know uh, they tweeted – he did an interview after the game, and I think he actually said that for the one he picked off, that he had seen that play before. Because him and Spate and them actually watch a lot of film, Spate especially. Oh. So oh, if, yeah. if they had, if they had done run that play before, they've seen it before. Spate's watching film of us watching film right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like He's just breaking it down. He's breaking down the uh, podcast right now. Yeah, he's like, he's like, man, this Chuck guy, he needs some work on his delivery. His radio banter's a little sorry, but I can work with him on that. Th- th- thanks, man. C- congrats on being named to the Senior Bowl. Colby, what did you see? Who did you see that stood out to you? I mean, you can't say enough about Trey Flowers, and y'all talked a little bit about Marshall Spade, but, I mean, there were two. I mean, who, who do you want? I wouldn't want as two seniors on your team, great leaders, and uh, especially Trey Flowers has been through so much, came in his first year. We kind of talked about it earlier. You know, came in uh, winning the Cotton Bowl his first year, and then had just two horrible years. And you seen the emotion after the Mississippi State game; it just seemed like it's just taking a toll on him. And to actually see us go through there, I mean, they just both made just big plays. And that, that actually on our group text, Logan had texted uh, a picture of Trey Flowers getting triple teamed on that sack against Bo Wallace. I mean, you you can't hold him back. And I, it's going to pay off for uh, Trey Flowers coming back. And um, like Bill told him, you know, trying when he. It was coming back. He's like, it's going to help your draft stock, and you can help uh, build, you know, a foundation here. Which a lot of these, you know, seniors aren't going to see the, you know, reaps of, you know, the wins and and all that later. Like uh, some of these, you know, freshmen and sophomore look like they, you know, have a chance to be. But they'll be the ones, you know, that built the foundation that started the Brett Bielema era, era, in my opinion. I agree 100. percent You know, I, you always think that, you know, coaching changes. They really, they're, they're hard on everybody. 
uh, fans, you know, transition years are difficult. Uh, players, especially players that were recruited by the coach who's you know on his way out, uh, you know, it's hard to transition like that. Uh, but if, you, you, my hat's off to a guy who wanted to be a hog. He wanted to stay. He wanted to, you know, make some memories on his way out the door. You know, those are the type of guys that are the selfless guys that work hard. Uh, they lay it on the line all the time. And uh, and like you said, Flowers w- would not be denied on certain plays yesterday. I can you can absolutely see why he's getting this NFL draft. But I mean, he's just he's just a productive player and he's a great guy. That's the th- you know, all these guys seem like great guys. I know it wasn't too long ago when we had guys getting arrested, guys acting up, guys slipping. Yeah, every uh, off season we were hearing about at least one person getting arrested for you know I'm not going to touch on what it is because you get away. But I mean, you had all kinds of stuff going the off season. It was just you know like oh crap you know here's a, you'd see someone post the Washington yeah, I don't know the pictures of them and I'm like crap you know here's another guy that's got arrested you know how Bug long shots popping up. yeah 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 Bert's and not so gonna definitely refreshing mm-hmm. yeah Bielema's was not gonna play with that stuff obviously of course Marshall is again suspended indefinitely. Um, we don't know exactly what's going on in that situation, but from what it appears to be, Bilbo's not going to play around. If you if you're not going to abide by his rules, no matter what those are, uh, you're going to be gone. He does not deal with the nonsense, and I can respect that. I mean, I really can. I mean, that's what you need. You need some. No, I, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said you just need some discipline. Go ahead, Charlie. No, I agree. I agree 100. You know, here's the thing. You there are plenty of great ball players uh, in the world. You know, the problem is that when you set yourself to a higher standard, you're going to get uh, you know, Brett's big uh, catchphrase when he when he came to Arkansas was a uh, "be uncommon." You know, he wants he wants his guys to be uncommon. And this, you know, uh, there there are plenty of great football players out there, but he wants guys that are also good people that are in the community that that take care of their business off the field as well. Well, yeah, that's what uh, I, that's what I think as well. Like, you want a guy that has a hard work ethic. I mean, you look at Spate; he's a guy that didn't have a lot of you know D one offers. I don't think coming out of high school. Yet, I guess he had he has his worth at work ethic, and he's now developed uh, into a great linebacker. He's going to the Senior Bowl and pro prospect. Yeah, pro prospect Second now. Second in tackles. Yeah, I mean it's it's just behind like, me. It's things like that. I mean, I know we talk about recruiting and these stars a lot, and they do mean you know that that means a lot. It does, but it's not everything. Um, you know, Spade, he's a guy probably didn't have the highest stars, but he worked really hard throughout his entire career in college to make himself into a pro prospect, and that means a lot. And those are the kind of guys that Brett's trying to look after. And, and you can't really gauge that with stars either. You know, like uh, you take a guy who's a five star, but he, he's always been able to beat up on, you know, and coast and things like that. What's going to happen when he gets to the university and he's not able to produce like that? He's not willing to put in the work like some of these other guys. I mean, if I don't know what Spate was when we recruited him, might have been a two star, might have been a three star, might have been, you know, but uh, if you got a guy that'll work hard for you, then he'll end up. Brandon Burlesworth was a walk on, and he ended up being one of the greatest Arkansas offensive linemen ever. Uh, just as an example, if, if you've got the work, I'll take a kid, uh, and it's, it's hard, it's easy to cheer for somebody like that. I mean, sort, sort of like us doing the show. We don't have any radio chops, but we're working on it. We're working hard. We're putting in the time and, uh, we're, we might be mediocre at this one day. And, uh, you know, I think people cheer for us for that. <laughs> Long time for them. <laughs> By the way, I, I Googled it. Uh, Arkansas will be the first team to ever play every conference game while their opponent was ranked, not only ranked gentlemen, ranked in the top 20. Nice. Uh, so Murderer's Road doesn't even begin to sum it up. And, I yeah, think and we still they, and we still got a bowl game after all that. Still going to get to a bowl. Exactly. I mean, even if Missouri wins, and, and like I said, you can see it either way. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, even if Missouri wins on Friday afternoon, uh, you're still six and six against what has to be a t- one of the five hardest conference uh, schedules in in the uh, in the nation, if not the hardest, considering the strength of the SEC West this year. Am I right about that? 
Yeah, I would agree, agree definitely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pretty remarkable, a pretty remarkable turnaround just just by everybody. Uh, obviously, Brandon Allen's a little banged up. Jim Chaney has said today that uh, he was a little tender. Uh, we'll see how it goes, see how it progresses. Now, obviously, the short uh, – the short week of work is something that we're going to have to uh, keep an eye on, uh, and, and we'll know that as, as soon as we get closer. But uh, at this moment, um, you know, there's no telling. He didn't return to the game once he left. I, I don't even think he came back from the uh, locker room. Yeah, he did. He was out there doing calls for his brother. Uh, I know Bielema said in his post game that uh, the coaches didn't want him to come out, but uh, Brett was like, look, I mean, it's going to probably be a calming effect on his little brother to have his big brother out there, you know. Uh, Calling, uh, doing the hand signals like he normally does, uh, Austin does. So, I mean, he looked calm out there. So maybe Brett was right on that one. But I could see that being a comforting factor, having your brother there with you. So, sure, that was a kind of cool concept that I didn't think about, but he thought about it, which is cool. I like it. Uh, so, so what did you guys see from Austin Allen? If something terrible has happened to, um, to, uh, you know, Brandon, he can't go, or you know, or whatever. I mean, did you like what you saw from from Austin? Uh, talk to me, Colby. Yeah, I mean, I thought he made a. Had that uh, key play action pass he hit, um, and then he hit um, old Drew Morgan on a Drew pass. Morgan. You know, he he only had what uh, five pat five or ten passes. I think he was but, three of five. Yeah, he was three. But of you five. know, but he made you know he made the passes, and um, you know I feel confident with him in there, especially how the defense is playing. You know, hopefully he don't have to you know win us a game or you know the, be putting his shoulders. But you know I feel comfortable with him. Uh, you know, stepping in and doing a good job. Even, you know, if the game was on the line, you know, I, I feel comfortable with him doing it. I'd definitely rather Brandon be on there just because of experience. But, you know, I'm not going to just sit there and be like, oh, wow, here comes, you know, Austin Allen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, agree. I agree. I don't think it's a huge drop-off, but neither one of them are going to beat anybody on their own. Yeah. Um, right. That's how I feel about it. It's hard to gauge. He had five passes, you know. We don't really know a whole lot. It was in a blowout, too, so he wasn't going to – Jim Chaney, surprisingly, wasn't going to throw it a lot. Uh, I was shocked by that myself. I expected Austin <laughs> to come out slinging it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I feel comfortable with him out there. Um, the only thing that Brandon brings, like he said, is experience. Um, I know there was the one play where he got sacked, where he didn't pick up the coverage, uh, that was coming. Um, and he got hit for that one. But other than that, yeah, I mean, he seemed pretty good. Not a big drop off really. I guess the good thing is Missouri's not going to have much film on Austin Allen um, where they would on, on branding. But, I mean, they got a little bit, but only five passes. So I'm sure it would be the same uh, recipe if Brandon was in there, you know, uh, load the box and, um, you know, on third down, blitz him and, you know. The only scary thing, to, the scary, the scary thing about Missouri is they, they like to rush the passer a lot. Uh, it's going to be a very similar looking field to the Georgia uh, defensive onslaught that we saw. Um, they have some really good defensive ends and um, having Austin there might be a little scarier. I don't know. I don't know if Austin or Brandon, will, I don't know what will be better really. I know they're going to rush us a lot. We're just going to have to do quick passes and run the ball really um, a lot. So we'll see how that goes. I, and they've really started moving, uh, you know, Brandon Allen and, and Austin a little bit out of the pocket a little bit to give them a little more time. So I'm sure they'll definitely be doing it um, Friday with, with their DNs. Is like you're talking about, they're you know a couple guys that are going to be playing on Sundays next year. Yeah, the rolling out yeah, thing's so- been a good a good uh, little wrinkle from a uh, old Jim Chaney lately. That's been actually really beneficial by him. I really like that a lot. Uh, yeah, so and we'll get to Missouri shortly enough. Uh, we got. Uh, I, I was telling you on the group text last night. There was this yesterday's game actually reminded me of another famous Ole Miss game, and uh, Colby might remember it. I know Logan was just a pup at the time, but uh, Houston Nuts first year at Arkansas, in 1998. Uh, Arkansas was a seven and zero, 
And uh, but kind of the knock on them was they hadn't really played anybody, you know, which is always a knock. Uh, I think we'd beaten one ranked opponent, Alabama, earlier in the year, and Ole Miss was coming in and they were ranked themselves. They were actually ranked higher than us, if I recall. Um, and um, you know, somebody asked uh, then Ole Miss head coach Tommy Tuberville. He said, uh, he said, uh, what do you think about Arkansas? It's supposed to rain on on Saturday. You know, how are y'all going to handle that? And uh, he said, he, he kind of beat around the bush, and he said, um, he said that doesn't matter. Everybody knows wet pigs stink, and um. We shut them out 27 to nothing. And um, then people started taking Arkansas seriously. Of course, the next week was the Tennessee game. But, mm. uh, so, I mean, what Tennessee game? That never happened. <laughs> uh, but it, that was just a great memory. I, I kept thinking about it uh, yesterday as the game progressed because it was it was a similar win in that it sort of marked Houston's arrival at the, you know, at the University of Arkansas with a, a big win against Ole Miss at home. And uh, it seems like, Yesterday, I mean, if you don't think the LSU win was that was that win for um for for Brett, then I think you have to, absolutely have to think that the Ole Miss game was. So um, you know, and, let's hope that he has, he's here for ten years as well. And something uh, before I forget about it, Logan actually texted us that uh, somebody on Twitter, an Ole Miss account, was saying, you know, if, our, if Ole Miss jumps out fourteen or seventeen, oh, they're gonna <laughs> run away that like thirty to ten, and it's it happened the opposite way for you know Arkansas got the seventeen zero lead and, and never looked back. Yeah, I guess Ole Miss was kind of overlooking us. I know their fans were. Um, we're a pretty good football team, as Ole Miss found out on Saturday. So I was really shocked by that that tweet. Actually, when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, they really think they're going to beat us forty-one to 10? I don't. I mean, nobody's going to beat us that bad. Like, no one, not right now. Well, and nobody thought Ole Miss was capable of scoring that many points. You know, I think we all realized <laughs> Ole Miss that, fans were obviously. <laughs> well, but you know that that's one of those. Uh, you know, you, you got to consider the source on some of those. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. You, you know, that's probably one of those, um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, Ole Miss was certainly capable of winning the game. They've won big games this year. You know, let there be no doubt. I'm not here to say, oh, you know, uh, that's a good team. They're just struggling right now. They might have lost too many players. I don't really know. Uh, I think that was just more about Arkansas personally. I just think it was more about Arkansas being prepared, being ready to work, coming out. Because here's, and again, like I mentioned earlier, Ole Miss had, I don't want to say everything to play for because I don't know if they're really in the playoff mix anymore with two losses, but. They had a lot on their plate. They had a lot in front of it if it had just taken care of business, and they just weren't able to do it. And uh, I think that says more about Arkansas, uh, a lot about Arkansas uh, as well, you know, being able to match that intensity um, and and get a big win. You know, here's how, you know, and I hope we get, we're able to do that again next week. So Yeah, before we move on, I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, i got to have my one segment on Jim Chaney per episode. Mm. Jim Cheney has. That, we should get this thing sponsored. Yeah, the Jim Cheney, uh, <laughs> Jim Cheney segment on the Hogcast sponsored by Jim Cheney Watch. Yeah, the Jim Cheney Watch. Um, the guy has to stop doing the sweep in the end zone, in the red zone. I mean, the guy just has to do it. He has to see this, right? Like, it's not gonna work. Like, Collins is a great back. I love him. I think he's good. Great back. But you're not putting him in a good situation to score in the red zone, especially on a quick defense like Ole Miss when you're sweeping him out. You need to get him as close to the end zone as possible. Um, I hated it. I mean, it, it obviously failed every time we tried it uh, in the red zone against Ole Miss. Now, given Ole Miss is a good defense, don't get me wrong. Sure. But that didn't work against anybody this year. I mean, it hasn't worked once, I don't think. I really ha- I don't remember it working at all. So that's my one knock on Jim Chaney. Uh, I did like the Jonathan Williams touchdown pass. Uh, yes, I did too. It was going to be a touchdown if they were in sync. Uh, I think, I don't know if Williams threw it too fast or uh, Hunter wasn't looking early enough. I don't know, but... Yeah, he was just kind of making his break then, and that's when kind of the ball was there, you know, if, it, mm-hmm. if he turned around a little quicker. Actually, I mean, he was right on numbers. Yeah, he actually still almost caught it. He bounced it around for a yeah. good solid 10 minutes out there doing his juggling act. But um, And that's the that's the, that's the Jim Taney segment. Other than that, he did a pretty good job on the, on the on the game. 
Hey, there, I, I don't have too many knocks on the, the last two weeks. They haven't put up just crazy stats offensively, but you know I thought the game plan's been pretty good and put the offense in good situations. And uh, I know the defense helped out quite a bit. And uh, you're talking about the you know the sweep last year. They were able to do a little more because they had uh, Travis Swanson was able to pull in a little more. But I just don't think they have that, that player this year like they did. The, yeah, the offensive line is still pretty young. People forget about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean we're gonna get better. I just I hate that call. I know I mean, Jim Cheney has to watch the film and know that doesn't work. I mean hopefully. I don't know. Speaking, speaking of film, mm-hmm. that's why I like the Jonathan Williams pass. I know he didn't execute it, and that's fine. And, you know, it was disappointing in the moment. But that's just another wrinkle now that Missouri and a bowl opponent are going to be able to look at and say, dang, they do throw that thing out of the, the wild hog. Like brings another guy out of the box, you know. Ab- absolutely. They at least have to watch it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and these guys are so strong and fast now in college football, especially the SEC, Big 12, or wherever, that any advantage you can get, any step you can gain by – catching a guy flat-footed or trying to peek at a receiver behind him, that's a huge deal. Uh, so the fact that we showed that yesterday, even if we didn't execute it, people are going to see it and say, dang, they're not afraid to throw it out of that thing. Yeah, it's a, pretty, that, it's a pretty solid pass, too. I mean, really. It was. It was. It, it, it was It was probably the best pass of the day for our team, So, um, uh, if, if we'd just been able to execute it. So, um, but, you know, I thought that was the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I like. there was some ingenuity. There's some some genuine, honest-to-God ingenuity yesterday that we haven't really seen. Mm-hmm. You got the um, sweep with Keon. I mean, the first – I mean, of course, Jim Chaney's always been good in the first possession, but yeah. what he scoring three plays, you know, had the, the sweep with uh, Keon Hatcher, had so a, good, yards, uh, a pretty yards, good run, yeah. and then that hit, first drive in the play was... action to Keon, or Keon Hatcher. I mean, we were just had them off balance, and Ole Miss has got a pretty good pass defense, and uh, we had Keon, right? I mean, it was a great, great pass and great catch. Yeah, that drive was the Keon Hatcher uh, a drive. I know you guys saw the replay from uh, Vern Lundquist, but – Oh my! Oh my! But obviously he had to sweep for some big yards, and he had a big block also for uh, for Alex Collins on that that second run, and then made a heck of a catch. Brandon overthrew it a little bit, but Keon came down with it. Good catch by him. Um, Great concentration. Yeah, really good, really good job by Keon. Obviously he's our best threat uh, in the secondary. Glad he showed up. That was good, really good game from him. Uh, and, and you said Vern, and I was kind of disappointed because Arkansas, he kept on bragging about Ole Miss's run defense, which held us to like 3.5 yards a, a carry. But our defense is holding them to like 1.4. And Vern's like, would score, and he's like, I'm just so impressed with Ole Miss's defense. I mean, Arkansas scored there, but oh, my God, they're down <laughs> seven. They were in the right position. They and I'm like, tackle. I can't. He, and he just kept on. I'm like, look, they can, okay. only, they can only give us a certain amount of respect per year. We got our quota well <laughs> long ago, so. I mean, I, I guess it is. We do. We can be thankful that they actually selected our game and, and aired it on CBS. You know, and they could have went with heavy hitters like Missouri, Tennessee, or uh, whatever other crappy SEC games there were yesterday. I mean, let's face it. You know, and again, we talk about the exposure again. Recruits are loving this. Uh, everybody's watching us on TV. Everybody's responding positively. You know, they've. Um, uh, it's just been fun to watch. You know, and sort of the. You know, and and again, we'll get another opportunity to be on CBS this week on Friday when we head to Columbia to play Missouri. And there's no uh, other games on, you know, that's, you know, we're the game on TV. So, I, you know, we lost the LSU game then, but I'm glad we at least stayed on Friday. I, I agree. <laughs> and I was telling some that the other day. I was like, you know what? Like at the very least, they, they did, they tried, they didn't do the right thing by booting Arkansas LSU off that traditional date, but at least they kept it in the national spotlight on the Friday on black Friday. So, um, you know, I'll give you, I'll give them some dap for at least, at least trying to make amends. They could have just stuck that thing on Saturday morning, and nobody would have watched it. So, the battle line rivalry. Yeah, we're gonna have to reboot that thing too. We're gonna have to That's go with good. something else. That's not good. That's not gonna work. It's not gonna. Um, well, we're talking about Missouri, the battle line rivalry, and um, you know, I think, I think 
y'all might have watched a lot of the game. I watched the second half of the game against Tennessee. Uh, Missouri, they they have a very – it's like a plotting offense. They don't really make big plays. Uh, they'll, they'll just grind away on you. Uh, Colby, what, what do you how, how do you see this matchup against Missouri playing out? You know, I said this last week, LSU, it reminds me of LSU and Ole Miss. Their offense isn't really good, but their defense is, you know, is pretty good. Really? And especially their pass defense, because they can bring, you know, the defensive ends like uh, uh, Logan talked about earlier. But um, do you want me to give the score prediction or just a breakdown kind of? Oh, uh, yeah, just break, just break down what you think. You can give us your score, too. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, the key to the game, you know, I think Arkansas will be able to stop their uh, um, offense kind of like we had the last week. Because their offense, I think, is just horrible. Mm-hmm. And I say that they're going to like their best game. Hopefully not. But um, I think Arkansas can kind of do what they did against Ole Miss and LSU. I'm not saying a shutout, but I think they can kind of shut them down uh, uh, similarly. And then, like, um, I just think, you know, Arkansas just got to prevent, you know, the um, any bad plays in offense, any pick sixes or anything to help their defensive out, you know, um, and help their, you know, which would help their offense. So just got to play smart and, uh, you know, get the run game going. We haven't really – all year, you know, since we've got SEC player run game hasn't really gotten going, but you know, just kind of keep them off balance and keep hitting them with that play action pass because it's kind of been it's really been working the last few games, and and then you know, j- just keep doing what they're doing. Now, now I know Logan's got a got a, a position advantage. He thinks we're really going to have on Friday against Missouri. Logan, you want to tell the people about your theory you've had since uh, I think July of this year? <laughs> yeah, I've had this theory since I guess the Vanderbilt uh, Missouri game. I watched a lot of that game. I don't know why I decided to watch the Missouri Vanderbilt game, but I did. <laughs> you must have been the most bored. Like, what, what, was, there, was there not any paint for you to watch dry? Or yeah, what? I think I was just like, I don't even. I was like playing like my 3DS or something and like watching like something in the background. And I just kept seeing Vanderbilt's tight ends just running down the field on these mugs. Um, and that's what I'm, I mean. I saw Vanderbilt tear them up with tight ends, and I don't think Vanderbilt's tight ends have any kind of advantage over ours. Um, I think Hunter Henry and AJ Derby are going to have a huge game, uh, especially with Austin in the game. If that's what occurs, uh, we're going to see a lot of quick passes to our tight ends, and I think that's going to be a mismatch. It's a mismatch for most teams anyway, but I think you're going to see it specifically against these guys. Um, I was also looking at uh, a couple the couple, the two losses that Missouri has against Indiana and Georgia. Um, Indiana. Indiana, yeah, at home. Uh, obviously, we also talked about how they don't really play as well at home. All, they've got like a ten game road game winning streak, but lost both both their games this year uh, at home. Um, but Indiana and Georgia, they both rushed for over two hundred yards. Indiana rushed for two hundred forty one yards, and Nick Chubb rushed for like three hundred yards. Not really three hundred yards. It was like a buck forty, but it probably felt He's like three hundred. He's still running right now. Um, so I think our running game comes out, um, hopefully comes back out and run, runs all over these guys. Uh, that's what we're going to need to combat that, 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 that pass rush. Cause they're going to be coming, they're going to pin their ears back. Uh, especially if Austin's playing, they're going to try to get to him early and often as they should. Um, but that's the key to the game. We've got to run the ball effectively and get those, those, uh, those, uh, short line passes. Our defense, I don't, I don't have any doubt our defense can stop them though. I think they're going to, their offense is going to have a hard time with Arkansas defense. And, um, Oh crap! What I was gonna, I forgot what I was like. Oh, Missouri just keeps on finding ways to win. I mean, every time I watch them, I'm like, God, we're gonna blow these guys out. And then, but they I mean they keep beating all these people. You know, of course, besides Georgia and Indiana, but they, they just keep winning all these games. So, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I have any doubt, but you know, it makes me a little nervous. I agree. You know, it, it, I, I was gonna reference that because you mentioned it earlier uh, before we started the show. Uh, a team like that, it's almost like a team of destiny type deal. Uh, you know, and again, here's another scenario in play, and I don't know what the SEC stands to gain from. I'm not trying to start any conspiracy theories, you know, before. The, <laughs> I was just curious, you know. Uh, the SEC would rather see Georgia in the title game. I mean, would we all agree with that? Yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. 
I mean, it, I guess you, you, you're weighing Missouri television sets versus Georgia television sets, you know, but I feel like there are more Georgia fans worldwide, uh, at least in the, from what I can tell. I mean, I, I'd rather go for Georgia than Missouri. Um, you know, there's already been shots fired on Twitter. What was the tweet you showed us last night, Logan? I think that was Colby, actually. I can try to find it. Yeah, Col- yes, somebody did. Uh, his, uh, one person is saying they're already tired of Arkansas fans, but he was the one saying that, I don't know, he said something about Arkansas. I can't remember what it was, but. He said, oh, it, yeah, and then it, it was just, it was really offensive. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't believe that Muggs are already, uh, I mean, well, why would you be tired of Arkansas? And maybe I'm tired of Missouri. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what's Missouri ever won? Oh. Uh, so he, he, he goes, are Arkansas, are you next? And then somebody said something and he's like, I'm already tired of Arkansas fans. And I'm sorry like, to hear well, that. What, what do you expect, you know? Right. I mean, if if you're tired of us now, wait until Friday night after, <laughs> after Arkansas wins 27 to 10 and ends your bid for your second straight Eastern Division championship. Uh, you know, yeah, I say the same way you guys do. We're gonna have to stay on. Uh, we're gonna, especially if Austin has a start, because again, this short this short week is gonna. It really, when you've got an injury like Brandon Allen, it, it it's every day is crucial. You know, if, if you're trying to get him treatment and things like that, now of course they are. But now he's going to be a day behind in his preparation. You know, he's already shaved a day off. If he has to miss any sort of practice time, he's down to really about two days because you're going to travel to go up there. Now, Brandon knows the offense. That's not the, that's not what I'm worried about. But just reps, he didn't play most of the game against Ole Miss. And now they're going to go on, on the road in a hostile road environment. And uh, I can see where that would be a problem. Now, you know, if it is Austin Allen, I think, like Logan said, you're going to run early and often, try to stay in the game and see if your defense can win it for you. Uh, and the strength of their team is the defensive line. Uh, now, you couldn't see that against Georgia because Georgia just manhandled them. Of course, Logan referenced Chubb's 230 yards or whatever it was. He also carried it 35, 40 times, at least that many touches. So that might be what it comes down to on Friday. It might be the J. Will, Alex Collins show, and we might have to have like a 20-play scoring drive. But um, all things considered, I think it's a good matchup for us. You know, I, th- I think that's sort of the thing at this when you get this deep into the season, it's who's got the better matchup. Logan kind of talked last week about how even Hugh Freeze admitted that Arkansas was a bad matchup for his team, but they're on the schedule and you got to play them. You know, this is another game that I feel like we match up well with Missouri, and uh, but you still have to go out and execute. If you don't execute, you're in trouble. Yeah, the, It'll be the first installment of the battle. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the, the main thing that I'm scared of with Missouri is if we're in a close game in the fourth quarter, I'm taking Missouri. Uh, just just because, like you like you talked about, you and Colby both, they've just found ways to win all year. So I'd like to have them put away, you know, midway through the fourth, because if it gets late in the fourth and they're they're in, anywhere in the game, then I, I mean, Missouri's probably going to find a way to do it. It's going to make me really mad. And they've been in that position. They know how to execute in that position. And um, once you have enough reps doing that, then I mean, it's sort of, you know, it, it, it's easy to do yeah, because we, we really haven't won. We don't cr- think about it. Mm-hmm. We, right. re- really, we really haven't won a close game yet either. Most of our games have been blowouts. I mean, LSU and Ole Miss included. We, that game was really not in question, you know, late. So um, that's a scary good problem. problem to have. Mm-hmm. It's a good problem but, to have, but if you get in that situation, how are you going to respond? We had, chance, exactly. we had chances against Mississippi State and Alabama, and both of those uh, did not go so well. So, again, also – my best friend mm-hmm. – I'll oh, go ahead. Uh, again, we also – we might have a backup quarterback in. How does that – you know, you can't really – I would – if you had to make me bet right now, I would not bet Austin Allen late in the game would win the game for us. I just wouldn't bet that. So. That's like my best friend Mike Tyson once said. He said that everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Uh, you know, you're right. I think winning close games is a, is a skill more than anything. I mean, some of it's luck, the way the ball bounces and things like that. Um, but I think that if you've been through it enough, you know what to do. You know to stay calm. You know how to handle the big situation. Um, so 
again, Missouri haven't done that, and and they've won some big games. And I, I don't know, I can't explain why they play better on the road than they do at home. Does anybody have any theories on that? Have you read any theories? I mean, I have no idea. I think it's been two years since they've lost a, a road game. Wow. Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, their home their home stadium is nothing to talk good about. I guess I don't really know. It's just weird to me. Like you, you would think. I mean, even Indiana beat them in Missouri this year, yeah. as to Georgia. So well, I'm glad we're going there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, if if it has to come down to it, you know, it's a so, so so. What do y'all think? I mean, is there any? They're obviously going to be ready to play because they've got a chance to win the East. But do you think that there's anything else at stake? I mean, obviously we've got a lot to play for as well. I mean, do you? I mean, just what, I mean, what do y'all think about that? We can build a lot of momentum. Um, maybe get some Missouri recruiting wins as well. Um, you know, Missouri's got some recruiting where we tried before. Obviously, we we were going after Doriel Green Beckham. Uh, before he went to Missouri and stuff, so that'd be good to get a win there, uh, get some more recruiting territory. Um, we got some, we got PV and Brian Wallace from there too, so it'd be nice to keep, kind of keep, keep our stamp in there and keep pulling these players out of Missouri. The other thing is, we also want to keep our momentum going into 2015 as well. Um, we saw what Mississippi State did, uh, you know, this year after winning. I think they won their last four or five after beating us last year, right? Uh, three or four for sure. Yeah, so I mean, it, I mean, you got to build that momentum, and you know, obviously we've already got a bowl game. But that's not enough. We want to keep winning. We want to win this game. We want to win our bowl game and set up 2015 on a strong note. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's sort of like you're saying. Uh, there's no – I mean, Arkansas could be the, the 2015 version of Mississippi State easily. Mm-hmm. Um, people are already talking about how good Arkansas looks, how good Arkansas – you know, how, how recruiting shaping up, how their team looks now. I mean, they – I mean, Mississippi State's, what, 10-1 and one now. So if you told me that we'd be the uh, – the 2015 version of Mississippi State, I would, I'd kiss you in the mouth, and I don't care who you are. It could be Jim Chaney, and I'd say, give me that. But again, you have to do that because if you bank the momentum and you get guys believing, you get the fans, you know, reintegrated. They're excited. If you can win this year with eight, if you can go, if you can finish this year eight and four, eight and five, um, I mean, that's fantastic. Like that, I mean, considering that we were four and five at one point, uh, uh, that'd be remarkable. Then you've got this great recruiting class coming in. Good times are coming back to got a lot of momentum too. Football. A lot of, a lot momentum. of momentum. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and, and momentum is something you can't really. You can talk about it, and you can try, it, but you only get it by earning. You can only earn momentum. That's well, it. I these mean, player, can, these players are going to know what it's like to win and win a lot if we went out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're going to come in the next season expecting to win, and if players come into games expecting to win, that's a good thing. They're going to have that swagger that they need. Uh, it means a lot. I mean, it does. That's like that 2010 Arkansas team. They knew they were going to win, and they went out there and they did it. Yep, exactly, and you know, sort of that, you know, the, the, that uh, that fourth and three play call to Joe Adams, the stop and go from Mallet. I mean, that that was a ballsy call. People, you know, forget about that now. That that play was that was I was all swagger. Are you serious? I didn't come you, here to paint. Bacon. I didn't come here to. I came to win the game. That's swagger. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. You, you've got you're banking on your line being able to block for your quarterback, for him to do a double move. Then you're counting on him getting open. Remarkable. That swagger, and that's why we're trying to build that. Know, yeah, exactly. You got to get to that. You got to earn it. You got to get to that point. I mean, I, I believe that Arkansas will. I mean, in Petrino's second year, I mean, they were going to the Liberty Bowl and doing a very similar thing as we're doing now. So, um, I like I like the trend and where we're going. I, li- I like that. It, it refers in that 2009 season as well. You know, there was a time there. It was after the Ole Miss game, as I recall. You, you can, four and you can, five. Four and five. You're you're sitting there, and well, not uh, three and four, I think. Three. Yeah, maybe it's three and four. Uh, because we had lost to Florida in the swamp. Well, we got jobbed. By Florida, we definitely got well, jobbed. Uh, and then remember, I, I remember thinking, I think I talked to both of y'all about it at the time. I said, "Oh, that was it. That, that we're over. The, we're going to get over the hump now. We play Ole Miss. They're sorry. 
we think we can beat a team like Florida. We're going to beat Ole Miss. And we laid an egg. Came out flat. Uh, yeah, came out flat. And Nutt was saving Dexter from a cluster. Just, you, <laughs> you name whatever could happen. It went wrong in that game. But we responded, and we went to that LSU. We, we won our next four games and went to the LSU game. And we should have won that game, but we got jobbed again because they said Steven really got out of bounds, and he didn't get out of bounds. And they kicked a field goal to tie the game with no time on the clock. I'm, I'm still bitter <laughs> about officiating. From the, I, I can remember everything that happened. But we won the Liberty Bowl, and that was a big deal because it's a bowl win. You end your season on a positive note, winning five out of your last six. Mm-hmm. And then we won 21 over the next two seasons. Like I said, this is – Every game literally matters in college football. It, whether you're going to the playoff, you're not going to the playoff, you're playing for the division title or not. Every game matters. It's a building block. It's up to you to make it a positive building block or a negative building block. And yeah. uh, we're finally starting to stack some positive together. I agree with that. And before we continue on talking about bowl, I know we wanted a segment to talk about some bowl games. Uh, let's go ahead and get our predictions for this Missouri game. Uh, Chuck, you go ahead. I'll put you on the spot first. I got a bad feeling about this game. <laughs> Missouri, Missouri Tigers 17, Arkansas 14. Man, have you picked Arkansas to win all year? He picked them last week. Oh, he did. Okay, good. I couldn't remember. It feels like every time. the only one. I think he picked us to lose against uh, Nichols and North, Northern Illinois. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, hey, well, why, why, mess up, why mess up a good thing? <laughs> all right, Colby, you're up. Um, I've got Arkansas 24 to 20. Whoa, 20. I think Arkansas, uh, I'm going to go with Arkansas as well. I'm going to say they get their third straight SEC shutout. Mm. Uh, historic. And I think we win 20 to nothing. Mm, that w- we will not pitch a shutout. Well, I, I think we're going to lose. So, obviously, <laughs> I don't think we're going to pitch a shutout. I don't think Missouri's they, offense is that good. And um, I, I can see Matty mocked on a couple picks to uh, Spate and, and company. He wants to throw a pick so bad. He wants to throw a pick so bad. He had like six picks in his last six games. I saw a stat last night, something like that. Mm. Is that so, not good? That's not good, and they got the Razorback defense, who is red hot, red hot right now. They're playing I mean, a lot Bo of Wallace games. had, what, like one uh, interception in conference play before he came to Fayetteville? It yeah. wasn't many. Uh, he had a lot last night. I think he matched his total <laughs> and tripled it. <laughs> I think he tripled it. He doubled it. up. He, <laughs> he doubled, doubled up. up in Faintown. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we shut these mugs out as well. Um, oh, so. my. They got that swagger, uh, dude. Two straight wins. Introduce something to your to the psyche. They, uh, all right, so, so let's talk about the bowl picture. Logan, you did a little research earlier on the bowl pecking order and things like that. Break it down for us. Yeah, I was looking at it right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, obviously, right now we have 12 teams in the conference that are bowl eligible, I think. Uh, is that correct? Also historic. Yeah, that's historic. The entire SEC West. So there's going to be a couple bowl. All right, we have 10 bowl tie-ins currently. So there's going to be a couple of bowls uh, where teams from the SEC go to that are not normal SEC bowls. So I actually don't know exactly how that's going to work. Uh, I guess if other conferences don't have the amount to a lot towards that bowl, um, then SEC will take that spot, and that bowl instantly becomes immediately more happy. Um, yes, absolutely. But it looks like right now, um, I think actually, Charlie, for your for your sake, if we get the win against Missouri, we have a better shot of going to Liberty Bowl. Phenomenal. Because it looks like they actually pick before the Texas Bowl, the Birmingham Bowl, and the Shreveport Bowl. Um, so, uh, and those are the West, uh, the Texas bowl as well. So it would be down to the Liberty bowl and the Texas bowl if we win against Missouri. So it's either we're going to Houston or we're going to Memphis, but the Liberty bowl has first pick over the two. So I don't know if, uh, they pick Tennessee before us or if they go with us. Um, that's, that's kind of, can't predict the future, obviously can't predict that. But that's, that's kind of what it's going to come down to. Uh, does the Liberty want Arkansas or do they want Tennessee? It'd be kind of hard to not pick Tennessee in their, in their spot. But at the same time, Arkansas would sell it out as well. So, um, and I, yes, I imagine that Texas bowl would probably go after A and M. 
That is also true. Yeah, that is Being in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach McMillan actually brought up the uh, – he said it had been, I think, seven years. Zach McMillan from the Commercial Appeal, he said it had been seven years since Tennessee's played in the Liberty Bowl, whether it be Memphis or a bowl game. So, uh, obviously, Tennessee's a huge brand in the state of Tennessee because uh, they are the University of Tennessee. But I think it would come down to who's going to you know, spend – it might come down to who's going to bring more people to buy hotels and go out and eat and things like that. You know, if the Liberty Bowl has their druthers – um, you know, they might say, all right, Arkansas, but I think there's a lot of people in the Memphis area that would be, I mean, I think it'd be about the same. I'm with Logan. I think it'll just depend on who's got the resume. I think it'll depend on, um, you know, uh, a number of things. And, you know, I think as far as the tie-ins go. I think if Arkansas wins against uh, Missouri, Tennessee will only be six and six. So, you know, I, I, I say advantage to Arkansas. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I think another thing that comes into play, uh, this goes back to my June of 2013 prediction of Arkansas-Texas in the Liberty Bowl. Um, if if they already have Texas locked down for the Liberty Bowl, uh, you got to look at the matchup. Arkansas-Texas brings much more fan base than uh, Tennessee-Texas. There's a lot of bad blood when it comes to Arkansas-Texas. Uh, that's going to be a huge game. Um, so I think that's something that they're going to have to think about. But if yeah, you're right though, Colby. If Tennessee finishes six and six, I think you have to give the nod to Arkansas there and give them the Liberty Bowl because they Liberty Bowl does have the pecking order there. But um, would Tennessee go to Music City then? Tennessee, well, Music City is higher up on the list. Probably Independence because Tennessee right now is five and five. So the best case scenario for them is, I mean, they're five and six five right and six. now. So best best case for them is six and six. So. You know, you might be looking at like the Independence Bowl. Yeah, it looks like Independence. Birmingham yeah, Birmingham or Independence would be where they go, and if we lose, that'd be where we would go as well. Mm-hmm. Um, unless this, unless this list I'm looking at is totally wrong, but it looks like that's the pecking order right now. But I, I would, that would make sense. The Liberty Bowl moved up since they moved up to get the Big Twelve opponent instead of the sure. Conference USA. So that makes more sense. They um, probably bring a little more money to the table as well. Yeah, I agree. So, and again, um, as I keep saying every week, the uh, Harold Grader from the Liberty Bowl is, has been at every Arkansas game I've been at this year. So. I've seen the man. I've talked to the man. He, I mean, he's not. He might be going to these games for fun, but I'm sure he's doing a little bit of work and scouting Arkansas. So, yeah, my, um, my prediction right now would be um, probably an Arkansas Texas Liberty Bowl or a Arkansas Louisville uh, Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not, and if it's not Louisville, it'll be Virginia Tech. Oh dear! Oh, I'd much rather. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't, Virginia- or yeah, I mean that's probably what it would be. I hopefully Louisville with that Notre Dame win, maybe they're off the the yeah, plate. Yeah, I'm for hoping I'm hoping for everybody in the state of Arkansas that we we stay far away from the Louisville Cardinals in the bowl matchup. It, right, and it's no not offense. like it's not like none of us can think that you know Arkansas would win, but if they lose, it just I don't know. Just look, you know, there's still some Petrino fans out there, and it would just I mean it'd just be a bad off season. Yeah, nobody wants to split the fan base like that right now, especially exactly. especially as as the strides that we've made. I mean, Petrino very well could win that game, but I could also see Burt winning that game. So, I mean, I wouldn't – I mean, I don't know. I just don't want it to happen. I'd rather play anybody else. I don't want to else. talk about it. Yeah, I'd rather beat anybody. I'd rather play anybody else. But that, know, the, the upside of the Texas matchup mm-hmm. in the Liberty – or if it comes to pass is uh, obviously you get to play Texas again and, you know, you get to go to a bowl game. That's all great. The downside, how many times will they show the 69 Texas game uh, on ESPN Classic and SEC? Now, would they just play it on a loop and just – make everybody in Arkansas suicidal, or how would that work? I don't know. There's going to be a lot of – I'd rather watch the Cotton Bowls from the more recent years. Was that 2001 when Cedric Cobbs went ham? 2000, yes. So, the first day of the new millennium. Let's just watch that one a lot. <laughs> well, while they're playing the, the the game of the century, we'll watch all, the – All the 2004 Matt Jones. 2003 uh, in Austin. Oh, 2003, because we lost him in 04 in Fayetteville. We, yeah, they beat us in Fayetteville. That, that was That's a crazy correct. game. 
Um, I remember, uh, I remember uh, actually rushing back to our, uh, mine and Logan's grandfather's house from a, a car show in Gatlinburg to watch the game, and we were already down nine nothing. Nice. And uh, I was I was Logan's dad, and I was like, "Can we go back to Gatlinburg? <laughs> uh, this this game's clearly over. It ended up being a good game, but yeah, they. Uh, I remember Cedric Benson ran a rough shot in that game, and <laughs> to leading to the uh, famous Houston Nut uh, halftime uh, question, the, the sideline reporter asked him, "It's like, uh, Coach Nut, what, what do you?" Um, Cedric uh, Cedric Vincent's already rushed for 230 yards in the first half. Uh, how are you going to stop him? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. And that was it. That was literally all he said. And it was like, oh, okay, well, well he's going to rush for 1,000 yards in this game. <laughs> Thanks, so. Coach. So he has no clue. That's great. Um, so so that's a little bowl outlook. Uh, Colby, do we have any questions at all? Yeah, hogfans.net, which, first of all, is a great site if you want to go and discuss, uh, you know, Razorback sports or, you know, a great group of people over there. But they want us to touch on uh, a little bit of recruiting, and we always do. But uh, one in particular was uh, kind of the basketball uh, signees, and we have Jimmy Witt on board. Um, he signed his letter 10 a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a guard out of Missouri. Uh, we got out of their backyard. Um, Mike Anderson had a, a relationship with him previously. And, it you know, that's the thing about recruiting is you kind of build these relationships and, and um, you get these players. But uh, what I really like about Jimmy Witt, he's, first of all, he's a great offensive player. He's top 50 player by most sides. Um, and his defense is what I really like. Is he's got he's got a seven two wingspan, so it's perfect for Mike, Mike Anderson's system, especially when we start pressing and he can reach out. I mean, that's most a lot of his highlights is where uh, he's guarding he's uh, guarding the ball, and someone goes to pass, he sticks out his arm and steals the ball, and you know it's going to be nice to have. And uh, two other possibilities: uh, Ted Capita, um, a power forward um, out of Huntsville Prep. Um, you know, I could see him coming on board. Uh, Arkansas made his top five with Missouri, Oregon, Oklahoma State, and Pitt. And I think a lot of people were thinking Memphis and Florida were the who were you know, and Arkansas was top three. So I, I feel a little better. I feel maybe it's between Arkansas and Missouri. It'd be a great pickup, especially if Portis decides to go uh, pro. He's got he's got a forty two inch uh, uh, vertical, uh, about six nine. So be someone to bring in. And of course, we got Kayvon Allen still. Um, you know, he didn't sign, so you know, I think it's real possibility where you know uh, he could come on board. I don't know if. I've seen him play last year, and his game's just really—he's just really smooth the way he plays. Um, um, he don't force shots. He's just a—you know—you look up, you're like, oh, Kevon Allen. You know, you see he scored 20 points, and it don't seem like he's just really—I just love the way he plays. And uh, I know Chuck had, had seen him before. Um, uh, is that how you would say, you said? Or, yeah, I see it. You know, if I had to think of a uh, comparison, uh, he's like a—he's uh, almost like um, maybe Chris Douglas Roberts. University of Memphis, uh, mm-hmm. seeing that way, you know, he's, he's got a good jumper. He can handle the ball. He's a very explosive athlete. Uh, I, and the, the best part, I say the best part, I mean, he's he's a very good player, but he's not a one-and-done type guy. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a good player, but I think he'd be there two to three, three years. years yeah. yeah, three years easily. Uh, and again, but I think he, you know, I, I was kind of wondering. It, it was always kind of curious to me that he committed to the University of Florida uh, so early when he still got a year of high school basketball to play left in Arkansas. Um and I just feel like the longer that his situation twists in the wind without him uh, signing officially with Florida, I think UConn was in the mix as well, and uh, maybe even Memphis. I feel like the longer it twists in the wind like this, I think the better off for Arkansas it is. I think you got guys in his ear. You know, uh, he's playing in front of these, you know, these his people in, in the state during his ball games, you know, state tournament or whatever. And I, I could just see where. If Arkansas has a big year, 24-25 wins, makes a tournament, wins a game, maybe some of that sentiment goes against him. And um, I just uh, – yeah, I think he'd be a huge – I mean, I think he'd be a, a starter, like, next year. Like, I, I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I think he's that type of talent. And then, of course, 
he's a talented player, and you've always got Malik Monk down the line that you've got to keep an eye on as well. You know, maybe maybe they team up. And of course, you know, you can't forget the fact that uh, Arkansas 2014 signee Anton Beard, also from North Little Rock, um, he actually left Little Rock Parkview to go play with Kavon at North Little Rock. They won a state title together last year. We don't know what they talk about. I, I mean, but they were pretty good friends from what I understand. They, and then you, know, you got K.J. Hill that's KJ, going after yes. this year. And, you know, K.J. actually said that he's going to get him to Arkansas. So, And, uh, and K.J., know, of course, yeah, his commitment. And he plays basketball as well. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, definitely, you know, I think we got a chance with him. And, uh, and I know somebody's asking on Hog fans uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago how the numbers work. You know, you've got um, – um, with Kai Madden leaving and then um, uh, Harris, and so there's two. But I'm I'm sure if all three of these one or the Capita uh, and Allen want to jump on board, they'd make room for it, even if Portis and uh, Qualls decide to stay. But the numbers always work themselves. The numbers out, work so. themselves. Exactly. I, yeah, I was about to say it. Thank you. You, you can't pass out because all three of them players or Jim, counting Jimmy Wood, they're all top 50 players by most sites. So I mean, you you can't not take their commitment. Exactly. You'll work it out, you know, and the, you hate to do it, but the, these guys are too talented. So especially an in-state prospect like that, you know, Arkansas doesn't churn out a lot of uh, hoops talent as much anymore. You know, you might get one or two a year, especially a guy like Kevon Allen who's from here and uh, just has that type of game. I think he's a two or a three at the next level, and I think he would just be really good at that. You know, he, he plays against seven A, six A competition every night, and uh, so he's he's been tested from that point. He's been through two state tournaments and won both of them. He's just a just a good player, complete player, uh, and could be a pretty good defender too. If he gets some work, so yeah, I think Kavon. Uh, that's just what I think. The longer he goes without signing, the better that is for Arkansas. So, and then we had some, uh, you know, of course we had, a, uh, we had two official com- or, uh, visitors this weekend, Jalen Merrick and uh, uh, Helta Froholt. But I mean, there was like thirty unofficial visitors, including Dominic Reed and uh, a couple other big time recruits coming on official visits. And, and uh, yeah, it seems like all the recruits there had, you know, uh, had a great time. And and then. Um, I know a bunch of the other recruits um, uh, that didn't fit or didn't come in had you know a lot of good things to say about uh, Arkansas's win over Ole Miss. Uh, Collie Houghton, a four-star safety out of Texas, um, Arkansas's in his top five. Uh, he said something special is happening at Arkansas, and um, and so you know that, that only helps. And he's got to love how the defense is playing. And and I think Richard Davenport said some uh, um, SEC uh, defensive player is really showing strong interest in Arkansas. And so it could be interesting a few weeks, and um, you know I don't know how it's going to finish out. The good thing is we've got 18, 17, 18 commits, depending on how they are looking at it. But you know you, you can be selective at this time and just take you know what you need, and uh, you know I, I, they're going to finish out strong in my opinion. I mean, again, the, the momentum's there on the recruiting front, on the field, off the field. All the <laughs> Arkansas is generating a lot of buzz right now, guys. That's the thing. Like it, even under Coach Petrino. I don't feel like we were getting this much uh, exposure, you know, kind words said about us. Uh, uh, ESPN loves us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, that, that was like the biggest positive of Petrino leaving is we're going to get a lot of positive, you know, feedback from like the networks that are on TV, like ESPN and ABC and stuff, because he's just so much more likable than Petrino. He is. I mean, you saw, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it as well. The Trey Flowers embrace when he came running out. I mean, Brett was actually crying. You know, telling telling Trey, you know how important it was for him to be here. You know how how great it was to coach him. I mean, I could never see Petrino hugging and crying with a player like that ever. I would never see something like that. That would never happen. He might cuss him out. But <laughs> yeah. He probably cuss him out, but you know, that would be no. I, I agree. Uh, again, just a likable guy makes a better impression, uh, has a better reputation uh, across the country, and uh, 
you're seeing it on in the recruiting. You're seeing you'll I believe you'll see it on the field before long. I think you're seeing it now. And uh, again, the, the, you don't you never know what's going to happen during an off season in the West. The West is a meat grinder this year. And we're starting to figure out how to navigate that a little bit, but everybody else is losing a lot except for Arkansas. We talked about this. I mean, it's you know Bielema. As I told y'all yesterday in the group message, I mean, if you can look into the future with a team that plays defense, first of all, a team that plays defense like this is always going to be a force to be reckoned with. Alabama's shown us that. And uh, if you can get anything out of the offense, you're um, you're going to be in good hands. This is this has always been a sleeping giant of a program. Petrino sort of whetted everybody's appetite a little bit, but now it looks like Bielema is getting ready to take it at least back to that level and maybe even beyond. I don't know. You know, I, I can only hope, but if you, it, it doesn't take too much imagination to see where this is a top, a perennial top 18 program in the country every year. And, and there's no, I mean, I, I have no doubt that defense will continue the trend they have. They're going to get, you know, better players and no knock on the current players, but most of them only had two years with this current uh, coaching staff. And you're seeing a lot of freshmen and sophomore out there. And then, you know, none of, none of them are really, not many of them are highly recruited players. And then, Offensively, um, you know, I think they get a couple of big time receivers, which are bringing in uh, bringing in this recruiting class. I mean, that changes everything. You know, that then the defense has a count for you know a receiver beating them deep, and I mean, it just I mean, it just opens everything up. And you're not only looking at awesome or great defense, you're looking at an offense that can score some points as well. Which is what Brett worked on at Wisconsin and mm-hmm. and uh, and had going. So that's and we know about Wisconsin under Brett Bielema. So. Um, you know, it's coming. I think the last few weeks have been fun for everybody. It's certainly been fun for me. Logan, has it been fun for you? Man, best couple of weeks I've had in a couple of years. Coles, what about you? That's been great. You know, after the last couple of years, like Logan was saying, it was, it's been tough for a Hog, Hogs fan. I almost thought about finding another team uh, professionally. I can't pick, root for another college team, but professionally to, to kind of root for it or, you know, maybe be a, become a Fairweather fan, which I'm totally against Fairweather fans, but I thought about being one for a couple of years until Arkansas got good. I mean, I was still going to cheer for Arkansas, but I needed some uh, winning in, in uh, my life. Well, that's great. There, there's a there's a university in uh, Jonesboro that would love to have you on board. I think. So. You know what could be ironic is if you know they have to take some of these bows from other conferences, and, <laughs> and, and, and since our, the SEC has, you know, looks like they're gonna get maybe 13 teams in. Maybe they take a Sun Belt team. Uh, you're, you're, you're a bow bid. <laughs> how, how ironic would that be? Uh, I think Alanis Morissette once wrote a song about that. Uh, <laughs> Guys, I think we're getting close to being out of time. That gum, that that hour flew by. Uh, as that tends to happen uh, when you have good things to talk about. I know there were a couple of games earlier in the year where we were kind of excruciating, like God, do I have to do this show tonight? Like this is terrible. <laughs> Not really the case the last couple of weeks, and uh, we even did two shows last week. So I I don't think we'll get two this week, but um, you know, uh, don't have to. It's it's Thanksgiving week, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys are wonderful. Thanks for retweeting, reading us. We're on Facebook. The at just the hogcast we got a website thehogcast.com we're on twitter at the hogcast uh basically if you google the hogcast uh, good things will happen i think you'll like it uh thanks for listening thanks for telling your friends about it i'm chuck livingston happy thanksgiving i'm joined as, with, as, by logan what's up guys have a good thanksgiving and enjoy the game on friday and we're joined also by colby the uh sultan of saline county Hey, everybody, have a good Thanksgiving. Any feedback you have or questions, just uh, get a hold of check if they're negative. Any positives, send to me or Logan. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. I'll I'll give you all my cell phone number. We'll talk about it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Uh, everybody. Seriously, thanks. See See you again.